I'm not supposed to be here. I was told I would die before my 28th birthday, yet I am 50 years old. I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and I have an amazing life despite living with two terminal illnesses. It's time for me to share my story before I can't. So here it goes. I'm Kelly Wilson, and this is my life in pieces. Hello, everyone. Just want to recap a little on the last episode. I had just recently been diagnosed with cardiac sarcoidosis and told that I would die in a year. Planned my funeral and basically went home to die. My children were four and one and this was devastating for our whole family. I was on the couch one day in my pajamas and feeling sorry for myself and Oprah Winfrey came on and Revlon model and actress Karen Duffy was on the show that day and she was talking about having sarcoidosis of the nervous system which was equally as rare as of the heart. I listened intently to that show and as soon as it was over I emailed the Oprah show and they put me in contact with Karen Duffy. That began my fight to live. I changed my mindset in one hour show. I no longer was planning my death. I was planning my life. And I was going to do everything that I could to recover from this. So through much needed information and research, I found a doctor in the US that could help me, who I felt could help me. And I called and got an appointment at his office and it was as simple as that. So I needed to get a referral and some information from my doctor So I went to see her and she asked me how I was going to pay for this trip to the U.S. And I said, oh, Medicare was going to pay for it. And she said, oh, no, dear. No, they aren't. So I guess I didn't realize being 26 years old that our medical system in Canada wasn't going to pay for that. But I quickly learned. So... I started writing letters and getting information from people, trying to secure funding to go. Spoke to government people and um, just every avenue that I thought to take and got door slammed in my face every step of the way. So I did have to postpone my trip to LA because I was trying to come up with the money that I was going to need and it wasn't going to be inexpensive for sure. So time kept going by and I kept feeling worse and I just knew that I had to get there somehow. So uh, they did have a payment plan and we could use that. Plus we had a little bit of savings and my husband worked uh, 
tirelessly for our family to begin with and I know he even worked harder at this point. Two of my cousins and their husbands organized a benefit for me one night and it was spectacular. They had had an auction, a DJ, the place was packed and the overwhelming support just made me feel so loved. I just couldn't believe that people could do this and and they were doing this for me and you know there was things spoken people got up and talked and it just warmed my heart and in that one night they raised sixteen thousand dollars just an amazing amazing show of support so with that money and other money that we could access we decided we were just going to go i really didn't have any more time to waste and so the plan was to go and that we did there was a lot of mixed feelings leaving my children they were so young four and one and i felt guilty i felt like what was happening to me was affecting them so much and they were just so little and was it even going to work and was I going to take valuable precious time from them that they would have with me and that I would have with them to go somewhere that was so unknown and and everything was up in the air there was not going to be any guarantees and was I willing to go and risk the time I was going to lose with them well I did go and I just had to do everything that I could to fight to stay here to be their mom and if I didn't do that I don't know what that would have done to them later on. But if they knew every step of the way I fought to be here for them, I always felt that that would be a positive thing. And without them, I think if I didn't have children at that time, I'm not sure that I would have fought as hard as I did. But looking in their faces and knowing that they needed me, they relied on me for everything. I just, I couldn't go out without a fight. So we headed off to the U.S. and I got there on a Sunday, Tuesday morning. I had to have emergency surgery for an octopic pregnancy that I was completely unaware of. But I will elaborate on that in a future podcast. So my trip got extended because of that surgery for a whole other week. And finally, I got to see Dr. Sharma. And... 
when I walked in and saw him, I just knew that he was going to be able to help me. He was soft-spoken. He was kind. He was so knowledgeable. My first meeting with him was like two hours, and I felt at the end of that that he was just like family. He treated us with respect. He answered all of our questions. And <clears throat> I don't want to take away from any of the medical professionals here where I live because it wasn't anybody's fault that there wasn't enough information and knowledge about it because there was no cases. So... I do feel that I have received good medical care where I live. It's just what I've dealt with is so rare that there was other specialists that were better equipped to help. So when I left that day, the appointment with him, I had a treatment plan, you know, and it was long. It was some experimental medication, other medications that were known. Um, he was always a phone call away. I knew that I was going to have to continue to travel to the U.S. during all of this time. And I got very sick. I spent... Uh, so much time in hospitals, in and out, in and out. I had to have some heart procedures um, repeatedly. I was, I, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time, whether it was in LA or in a hospital locally or so much time focusing on getting well that... I really missed out on months of day-to-day -day with my children. And even if I was home, I was really sick. There was times my father would have to pick me up off my bathroom floor and take me to the hospital. It was a really difficult time. And through all of this, my... strength that I could muster up never left me. The days that were really bad that I would sit on my bedroom floor and afraid to go to sleep because I didn't think I would wake up in the morning, I got through every one of those days. I don't know how. A lot of tears and a lot of prayers and and but what I do know is this strength came from somewhere and we all have it. So many people are going through things that they think that they can't overcome, but they really can. You just have to dig deep down and know that you can do it. Now, that I have survived 24 years with this, which is unheard of as far as I'm concerned. My doctor seven years ago told me, 
that I was the longest living documented patient in North America with sarcoidosis of the heart. I guess if I have to have a title, that's a good one to have. But what I do know is I have been giving, given precious time. And in that time, I, I can't even explain to you how things changed. Everybody talks, talks about stop and smell the roses, and I really do. Everything has been better. Having a terminal illness has been a blessing for me. I appreciate every conversation, every day that my feet hit the floor. I literally stop and smell the roses. Everything tastes better. I've been able to be in my children's lives and watch them graduate and get married and get engaged and make me a grandmother. I have been so blessed. And this journey has taught me I can do just about anything. And someday I'm not going to be here. And if that's tomorrow, I'm so happy for today. I don't have the same level of fear that the 26-year-old little girl did. I'm I'm not ready to go anywhere yet. But if I do, I've lived an amazing life and I'm so thankful to the doctors, to my family, to my, you know, information sources that led me to where I am today. And I am strong and resilient. And as long as I'm here, I will continue to fight to live. And I'm looking forward to what tomorrow brings.